folks. Thanks for downloading and subscribing. Another week is here. This is the Live Life Aggressive Podcast. I'm Sincere Hogan. The man on the other microphone is Mike Mahler. What's going on, dude? How are you? Oh, I'm doing great, especially because we have one of my favorite guests back on the show today. So we're going to introduce him in a second. But he's a really fun guy to talk to, and everybody knows who this guy is. Once you once we hear his once you hear his name and we do the <laughs> intro, you're going to be excited too. But then again, you probably know who, who's on this episode if you're listening. Hence, why you downloaded this episode. <laughs> but anyway, before we get to him, just wanted to give a quick shout out to some of our listeners that have been using our coupon code LLA to support the show. <laughs> By buying our products and services. Again, you can use that coupon code LLA to get 10% off at MikeMahler.com and also at Sincere's website. He'll tell you about his stuff in a second. But a few people that have been buying products from my website, we've got Brian Gay. And I'm not going to make any jokes about your last name, Brian, I'm sure. Because <laughs> <laughs> people are expecting that, but I'm not going to do it because I'm sure he's heard enough of those throughout his life. Thank you, Brian. Troy Stout, Neil Evans, Daniel Pennington, and these are just some of the few people that are supporting the show. A few people have emailed me and said, hey, how come I haven't gotten a shout out? I've been buying your products for a while. And folks, it's it's totally random. I just go to the list right before the show and just pick a few names with the coupon code. So it's completely random. It's not like those are the only four people that have bought stuff. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Just so you know. And uh, how about with you, man? What can they use with your website? Yeah, man. Go over to newwarriortraining.com. Use the coupon code LLA. Get 10% off everything over there. The weight management program also on the body weight training DVD. Man, lots of experiments been going on since we're talking to Boss today, man. I've been doing a lot of experiments with the O2 trainer, with a lot of the body weight stuff that I have on the DVD, man. And it's been very eye-opening. Things that, you know, I've you know, created and I think like, okay, this is going to be pretty easy. Things that's kind of like I can do in my sleep. Once I used the O2 trainer, it just kind of changed the game up and made me have to reevaluate like, wow, now I know what some of the folks on that DVD felt like when it was happening at that time, man. So it's... There is there's a lot of things that you can do with the O2 training. We're going to talk about that a little bit later. But, yeah, definitely pick up that DVD. Use that coupon code LLA so you can experience what I'm talking about. And also make sure you pick up Boss's O2 training. We'll talk about that in a few. But also, you can go over there and pick up my pour-over coffee stands. And I must say that right now I just saw the new batch that's coming out. I got a new woodsmith to take care of this, man. Now it's going to be created right here in the USA. Instead of having to go and deal with all the madness with Costa Rica and all that other stuff. And when I say that, that version 2.0 is like the bomb dude. I'm, I'm like, I can't wait. And so like right now, I mean, it's going to be more personalized, even have the new warrior training logo. Everything is going to be on there. And I am quite happy about that. And those should be ready to roll out probably within, probably within a couple of weeks of hearing this episode. So man, excited about that. But anyway, can, can you, can you use it for tea sincere? Can you put yeah. loose leaf tea? Yeah, that's, a, that's yeah. another experiment that I started using. I started doing with it, man, was with tea, um, especially with chai. And, but, um, yeah, man, just, just really depends on how the tea is like ground up. So, um, I wouldn't do it necessarily with green tea, um, okay. because of it's a little bit finer. And the fact that, you know, as far as, as far as, um, the brewing with the green tea, it's, it's at a different temperature. So you don't, that's why a lot of times you go to restaurants and you get green tea, and a lot of times they sour or really harsh. It's because they've let it steep too long and, and the water was too hot. But as far as other black teas and, and, and some of the white teas and, and herbal teas, yeah, man, it, it works with that as well. So I'm going to put together, especially when this next batch comes out, put together some 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 emails, some tips, and some videos on how to do it with tea as well. Because I know not everyone drinks coffee out there, but you can still use this for you yeah. know, for the same thing, for tea. So, yeah, oh, right. Sounds good. Sounds good. Yeah, well, without any further ado, we have, again, one of our favorite guests on today, and his name is Boss Rutten. You've seen him in Here Comes the Boom, one of my favorite comedies of <laughs> yeah. recent, the last couple of years. 
He is the co-host of the MMA Hour, which is a great show for all of you MMA fans. I'm sure you've heard it. Also, former UFC heavyweight champion and former King of Pancrase. And he also used to have a great show called Punk Payback, which was a really fun and entertaining show, as well as educational. There's actually a couple couple of techniques on there that I've come close to using, actually. So we might talk to him about that. But he's also the inventor of the O2 trainer, which is a really interesting device. And that's why we wanted to bring him back and just talk quite a bit about that. And we're also going to talk about some of the drug testing stuff that's going on in MMA. But before that, boss, how are you doing today? Doing great, my friend. Doing great. Mm-hmm. One, one little tiny correction I'm going to give you. It's uh, the Inside MMA is called the show. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I, I looked it up. I think MMA hours, I don't know, but I. Uh, oh, that's, uh, that's how one. That's, that's Wiki, 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 Wikipedia page got that wrong. <laughs> oh, man. I, I looked at, I double checked everything just to make sure <laughs> hey, I had man. it right. Did I get it wrong? <laughs> hey, man, last time I checked, you know, Boston looked, Boston looked anything like Ariel Hawani, man. Ariel, yeah. you, look, Ariel. you look much better than Ariel. Much better. <laughs> Sorry, Ariel, but uh, <laughs> you're not a guapo, okay? <laughs> it is what it is. We, we, we can't chase beauty. <laughs> yeah, but well, I'll tell you one thing you can change, though, is your endurance by using your O2 trader. That's for sure, because I've been doing a lot of sprinting with it, and I'm up to about a level 11 now, doing about 50 to 100-yard sprints all out. And every once in a while, I forget to bring it. And then I go sprinting without it. And then you real, you almost feel like you're cheating. Yeah, exactly. Because you're just, I mean, when you get used to having to optimize your breathing, using it to breathe in thoroughly with that level of difficulty, that level of intensity, when you don't use it, you just feel like you're flying. It's a really interesting device. You know, it, it really is. And, and something so cool happened, like in the UK, there's an inspiratory trainer, which is the same as the... You go to a trainer, which works the same. It's a complicated thing that you can only do breathing exercises with, you know, so you can't, like, like with the auto trainer, you can run and you can do crazy exercises. You can do anything you want. But anyway, it focuses also only on the breathing in. And they have so many medical tests. And now it's, it's proven there. It's actually covered by insurance for asthma patients. Oh, it's proven that when you control the air in and out, it actually doesn't work. It's like that's a, almost no significant um uh, it, it, all, no significance. It doesn't make any any difference. They say, mm-hmm. but if you only control the air in, and I go, man, I've been saying this for years, but I could never <laughs> medically prove it. But since I was an asthma patient, I I always felt that it should have been the way I did it with the auto trainer. And now they got all these medical tests, so we can back it up. It's the craziest thing. I wonder yeah, why I that say, is with the breathing out. Yeah, I, was, what's, I was about to say as an asthma patient myself growing up with asthma, man. That's one thing about it. When you're using this, and I know that's one of the inspirations for the reason why you created it, is, it gives me flashbacks, man. When I'm running sprints and, and I'm using the O2 train, I started having kind of a little bit of PTSD a little bit there, man, because I started going back to some <laughs> of those severe asthma attacks. And so it's it's kind of cool, but it's kind of scary at the same time for someone who's ever, ever suffered with severe asthma because it really takes you back to those days where you feel like, okay, I'm going to die. I, I'm, I'm not going to be able to breathe after this. But it, But what happens now, because now I'm not that little kid with asthma, you know, more of an adult. Now I can, I can actually control my mind. Like, okay, you can, what I like to do is actually measure my heart rate while I'm doing this and really see how it spikes and then see how quickly I can recover from it. And I think there's a lot of things that you can use that for. And we can talk about that a little bit in just a few minutes or whatever, even in types of high pressure situations, you know, whether you're a soldier or whether you're someone who's, you know, into personal defense or something like that to really help you control 
your breathing and your heart rate in very stressful situations where you're not necessarily hurting yourself to, to practice for those situations. Well, I mean, it's great for meditation too, which we both yeah. use it for, right? Exactly. I mean, I, I like to take it to level 13, 13 14, is mine, man. highest yeah. level. Yeah. yeah. Each night, actually in the morning, what I'll do is a level, probably around level 10 or 11, I'll do four sets of 12, just deep breathing. So you're yeah. getting all this oxygen to the brain all over the body. That yeah. really wakes you up and gets your head straight. And then in the evening, watching a show before I go to sleep, I'll put it at a higher level, let's say 14, and then really focus on the deep breathing, getting into that meditative state. You sleep really well after that. Oh, you, yeah. just work, you just work out a lot of tension, a lot of anxiety and tension. You just work it out. So for those of you that are looking for a way to make meditation a practice, this device can really help you because it gives you something to quantify the experience. It gives exactly. you something to work on. What I like about it so much, much is there are progressions. You can start at level one, and then when you get used to that, you go up to level two. So it gives you something to work on. And, and when you know what your number is, there's a natural inclination to want to strive forward, to want to improve. Exactly. And I think the one the one missing element right here we're not talking about is that freaking nose clip, man. Because you know, because <laughs> yeah. once you put that nose clip on, okay, put it like this. You can you can do the level ten without the nose clip. And you're like, okay, I'm, I'm I've gotten used to this. Okay, I'm good now. I can move up to level eleven. Before you move up to level eleven, put the nose clip on. And then you'll realize at level 10, you're like, okay, maybe I need to spend a little bit more time at level 10. Because when you think that you have your breathing under control through your nose, you know, once you put that clip on, you'll realize it, you don't have as much control as you think you do. Right. And I'm really thankful for that clip, man. That clip, it's a game changer. It's a game changer. Yeah, you see, I, I, I had people, they, they go like, yeah, but uh, they had the nose clip slipping off, you know, because once you put grease on your face, yeah, yeah, yeah of course, it, it might slip off. And you say, yeah, and I breathe in through my nose, I can cheat. And I can well that you would cheat uh, one person in the world should never cheat yourself. <laughs> right. You know? right, so, right. Stop what you do. But it's like you said, yeah. I think once you realize, you think you're not using the nose, but many times little bits pop in anyway. So uh, yeah, it's a, it's a must, especially with the breathing exercise. I would say do it. I, I swim right, in the right. ocean for the last five months. You know, I go like four times a week. I go to the ocean, I do these crazy power training exercises on the water with resistance tools, and I, uh, on the way over to the ocean, and I, I, I suggest people not to do that in my car. I do the breathing exercise, screen number 12, I do three sets of 12 or three sets of 15, and then just before I go into the water, I'm all ready to go. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Every time we find more things out, like yoga, you know, yeah. yoga yeah. and the O2 trainer, we're, we're working on that now as well. Well, I'm curious, what, what is your training regimen these days? What are you doing besides what you just mentioned to stay in shape? You know, that, that's the thing. I'm, I'm really enjoying going to the – right now I'm rehabbing. I, I just came back from my third neck surgery. I had that done mm -hmm. in, uh, in uh, what is in December, uh, and it was a big one. Now, it's a four-disc fusion uh, from the front and the back, so it's very painful recovery. Uh, they fused everything, made everything open again. I got 35% more – enough uh, nerve nerves that are working now it's it, so it did a lot it also improved my spinal cord for 25 percent. they said and i finally i start after four years i start feeling differences but I re what i really enjoy is jumping in the ocean i take big uh, flip-flops i put on i call them fins and then i have these resistance tools i use on the water and i came up with this crazy routine that i'm doing on the uh not underwater, but in the water. And it's all power training. It's pushing, pulling, pushing, pulling exercises. With the fins I use, I take sprints or I push myself out of the water till my belly button comes out of the water for like one minute. I try to stay with and no no hands. So put your hands up and then go, you know, like a dolphin. <laughs> <laughs> 
it's extremely hard. And I realized that when once I started, I did this for like two months, and then I started training my the boss with the workout, the punching and kicking. Did you guys ever do that? Oh yeah, yeah, the one yeah. with the audio where you're giving directions. Yeah. I love that workout. Yeah, that, that's incredible. I, I, I was always, I always felt that that should have been a lot bigger than it was when yeah. it first came out. That should have been way bigger than Taibo and stuff like that because that was such a cool training system. I love those workouts. We're, we're, we're working on that right now. I, I'm, oh, I'm good with eighteen new ones. And awesome. all in different levels, in three and five minute rounds, and it's just out of control. If you if you say, "Oh, I'm going to buy level three, there's no way you can do level three. You have to literally buy level one first, get used to all the new. We have, we go over 200 combinations now, 200 different combinations. So it's a it's a it's a crazy workout. But once I started doing that, like after two months being in the water, I literally I didn't even open my mouth. I go, man, I'm in shape, you know. Then I realized that swimming is actually really good for your stamina as well. I never knew. Well, one thing yeah. I've also found is when, even when I do heavy weightlifting, I find that I, I take much shorter breaks in between sets now. I almost have to force myself to take a longer break between a heavy set because you're just ready to go so yeah. fast. Yeah, it's crazy yeah. how that goes, yeah? but a little oxygen can do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, do you, what do you tell people that are really skeptical of this, though, Boss? Right? They're like, come on. They, they think they, they look at the commercial on your website, and it looks like an infomercial in their mind. They're going – does this thing really work? Have you come across a lot of people that are just super skeptical? No, you have. You know, of course, the competition has people who 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 are doing that for them. I guess you know they they try to take me. They say, "Oh, you got to control air in and out, and otherwise it won't work." I right. said, "Well, I can show you to a website that has about thirty medical tests who were journaled. You know, so these are real tests done by freaking institutions." And they they will give you the opposite. They will say, okay, controlling air in is the way to go. Controlling air air in and out almost has no difference. Is that you what know? the is that what the training mask does? Is that how it's different than yours? Is that is the training mask something that controls air on the way in and out? I don't know if you're familiar. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. I am, and and okay. also uh, you, you have more uh, more um, uh, different lung trainers out there, so to say, of uh, respiratory system trainer. Yeah. Because but many times when you say lungs, it's really your your body doing it, your ribs cage and your diaphragm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, but um, yes, they, they, there's many more products. That's why I was able to get the patent because there was nobody out there who did uh, only the way in. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, that, it was a shot. You know, and uh, I, I hit gold apparently, and I was just finding. You know, the right people to bring it to. And now we got the test, everything to back it up. Not right. that. It's going to be much more fun for me. Plus, plus you don't look like Bane from Batman. You know, that was the thing. You yeah. train with the O2 train. Yeah, I don't know if you saw this video that came out this week on, um, I think it was um, the MMA Weekly, or I can't remember which website, or MMA Fighting or something like that. But um, there's this guy, he's wearing that mask, and he's beating the holy hell out of a 70-pound heavy bag. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's, just, he's, he's just being aggressive as all out. I, I put it on my Facebook page, man. But basically, I just sat there, and everybody's like, well, damn, does that Bane mask really make you that aggressive? I'm like, well, I'm pretty sure he's probably upset the fact that he spent all that money on that thing and realized that it was a waste of time so he just took it out of that bag i don't know man but you know so you know but the, what that thing does and uh, and i do have to say it, it but it's the same as with the other trainer it makes you mentally stronger mm-hmm. like if you get resistance air in and out of course when you take it off you're going to feel good it's like when you go to you have somewhere pain you know right. you're not somewhere you go to the therapist and he pushes on a knot and it really hurts and then after he's been doing that for a long time he says you feel better now i say yeah at the moment you stop of course i feel better because you put me in so much pain (laughs) and you stop i automatically feel like heaven so so i I think i do think it makes you mentally stronger because this deal makes you uh teaches you to deal with stress but as inspiratory system wise 
it doesn't, well, the tests say it. You know, I'm not even going to say I say it. I just say the medical tests are saying it. So that it's, it's not even me. It's people who did it. Yeah, yeah. It's always the question that people are asking, like, okay, with those masks, do they really imitate elevation? I'm like, dude, have you ever been to New Mexico or been to Colorado? Yeah. <laughs> so there's one thing to sit there and compare some of the elevation. And then to me with those masks, and then I, that was another one that I had a while back. I forgot the name of it. But to me, it feels more like it's not about elevation. It feels more like I'm into some Fifty Shades of Grey type scene right now, <laughs> where it's all about me being suffocated or choked to death, you know, not necessarily about elevation. So to me, it's more about some. It's almost more of a sexual thing than anything, not not an elevation. I don't know about that, man, if you can imitate that. No, you, nobody can claim that. Nobody can claim that. <laughs> can claim it's the same as elevation because yeah. no elevation there's simply no O2 in the air you know so you can yeah. breathe whatever you want to breathe but right. you, you, your body doesn't get the oxygen it needs you know and then that's the crazy thing you know it's a uh, can you mimic it no I know you know if you would use the thing eight hours a day yeah I'm pretty sure you know because you know you teach your body to do with less oxygen then it might have a little spark but not with an uh, hour workout it will never happen right right <laughs> I think also what one of the benefits that is that people don't realize as much with your device is that it really teaches optimal breathing. Most people are really shallow breathers, especially when they go sprinting, right? Half the time they're holding their breath or they're just doing this panic breathing, as Sincere calls it. And with the O2 trainer, especially when you're doing the meditation exercises or the sitting breathing exercises, if you will, you're really focusing on learning how to breathe properly, which a lot of people are not that good at. You know that's and, and it's so good that you say that because I I used because I was an asthma patient as you know and I, I I went to you know they would teach me how to breathe because as an asthma patient you automatically raise your shoulders the yeah, whole time exactly. when you breathe in and and it's really not the way to go but the O2 trainer you can't get your air if you pull your shoulders up there's no way you're going to get your air and if you have, if you use a breathing exercise screen of course you really have to yeah you'll be forced to use your diaphragm yeah one so, of the things, uh, yeah. One of the Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no. It's a, a great thing that I had was that an, uh, I, I know a guy from SWAT for the LAPD SWAT, and mm-hmm. he was using it, and he ran with it the, uh, a day. The next day, he ran without the O2 trainer, and he wrote me. He said, "Dude, I'm, I ran better the next day." He says, "I know this makes no sense, and it's almost not true." He says, "But then I realized what the O2 trainer did. It it made it corrected my breathing." And right. today, I was breathing like I did with the O2 trainer, and it was much easier for me to breathe. Exactly. Yeah, it's funny that you brought up SWAT. One of the things that um, that that when you're in the shooting sports, is that they always bring up, especially for a new shooter, a lot of times when someone's going to the range for the first time, man, they're wondering why they're not hitting that target or why they're hitting so far out. And a lot of times it's because they act, their breathing is wrong, and it really comes out of their breath. And they end up breathing you know, they don't hold that breath as they're pulling the trigger. They're actually breathing while they're pulling the trigger, which ends up sometimes making them, especially with the recoil, makes that bullet go a little higher. But one thing about using this, that especially for me, because I do a lot of shooting, is the fact that it teaches you patience. So when you're holding that trigger, you, you've learned how to really calm down, be patient, and just breathe at the right moment. Take that deep breath right before you get ready to squeeze the trigger and, trigger and just hold it there, and then just boom. And then even after you've pulled that trigger, you know, you're still not necessarily breathing out because that, that still can actually affect the way that you, you know, that you're going to shoot. So this really, I think, I feel like there's a really big benefit for this tool, especially in the shooting sports, especially with a lot of people in combat and shooting sports and things like that. They can really benefit from this because again, it really comes down to breathing. A lot of times, folks who are like getting into shooting, especially if they're not a professional, they're not an operator, 
they pretty much, a lot of times I see them, they're not that in shape, especially a lot of these instructors I see. So it's not like they've really been doing a lot of things where they're working on their cardio and working on their breathing or anything like that. And I really feel like a lot of those guys can use it too because, I mean, a lot of times I look, man, you see a lot of these pot belly guys and they're being instructors or something like that, and I'm pretty sure their breathing is shallow as all outdoors. So they could really benefit from this, man. So have you had um, any other response from other law enforcement or where they want to actually incorporate that during their training, do their physical training or anything like that, boss? No, not that, but what I did have was like two years ago when uh, I got an, um, a review from the, the SIS from uh, from England, mm-hmm. which is considered one of the best teams on the planet, yeah, you right, know, right. And, uh, and they said that they loved it. So uh, that was that was quite a shock for me because that, that organization, I don't know these uh, special forces. I know pretty much all, all the rest of the world, but uh, these guys I don't know. So uh, that was pretty cool to hear. And I got also a review from the... The sax player, the saxophone player from the Eagles, mm-hmm. and uh, who's with them for 17 years and who has longer, stronger notes. You know, and I go, wow, that's that's also a cool uh, review. Yeah, I can see how a lot of musicians could benefit <laughs> because I was at a concert recently, very close to the stage, so I could see the lead singer right in front of me. And in between songs, he was breathing like a locomotive <laughs> because he was giving it his all. I'll give him yeah. that. His band was called Otherwise, and the lead singer was giving it all. Great performance. But I, I was just thinking, this guy could really not that he, not that he wasn't doing a good job, but he could really use the O2 Trader because obviously it has such a precise carryover to what he's doing. You know what? What this I, I found that out, and it was really fun. Uh, a fun way that I found this out is was that I was using the O2 Trader. I started using the prototype just many years ago, and uh, I was sitting in a restaurant with my wife, and every time my wife would say. Man, keep your voice down. And I said, what do you mean? <laughs> Everybody can hear us. I said, no. Like I normally speak. And then I realized it had to be the O2 trainer that I had more air that was moving out that I was yeah. simply speaking louder than I normally did. Yeah. I have that happen to me all the time. It's like, hey, man, I'm just talking what I think is my normal conversation <laughs> voice. And people on the other side of the room are turning around. <laughs> like, <laughs> I can see that's good. I, 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 haven't taught some, I haven't taught too many seminars recently, but I'm going to Vienna and Scotland next month, actually. So it'll be interesting to see the difference because you really have to project your voice when you're in a mm-hmm. big room instructing. So I'll be curious to see how it works now because I haven't taught using oh, – I haven't taught a course – since the O2 trainer, since I got it. Let me tell you, I'm probably I, the last person that needs to project my voice, man. I don't need, so I don't need those kind of problems. I've already had that big mouth growing up and that announcer voice or whatever else. So, but one thing about it though, it, it helps you really get your flow, really helps you with your flow and you're not cutting off as much, man. And you can just really, like I said, you can really maintain a, a steady stream of just instruction with that. So, and, and again, back to the brain benefits of it, it keeps you sharp as well, too. I, something to be said about getting some air to your brain. That's why, it's just funny when we call people airheads. I think we should call them lack of airheads, man, for the most part, because of that lack of air that's getting up there. What do you think? Well, it's one of the reasons why cardio is so beneficial in the morning, right? 20 yeah. minutes because you're getting that deep breathing. It's forcing you to, to breathe deep. And you could, that's definitely worth doing. And you could do that with the O2 trainer on. But even just doing some sitting exercises, focusing on deep breathing. Yep. Bottom line is you can never do mu- too much deep breathing. Most people have the exact <laughs> opposite problems. Like yeah. telling people, it's like, well, I don't want to take too many walks because I might overtrain. Well, <laughs> good luck. Good luck with that. All right? yeah, I would say if, if in any sport, but especially also in fighting, but in any sport where you use most, there is no such thing as having enough stamina. You can never have enough stamina. Right. And always the, the, if you, if you're two teams and, and, and you're equally, uh, skill wise, you're mm-hmm. equally the same. 
uh, I always say the team with the most stamina is probably going to win because those, yeah. that's the yeah. team that keep on pushing. And once fatigue hits with the other team, you know, everything starts to slow down. That's with the high altitude training also. A lot of people, I tell people, they call me and say, oh, I went to, uh, I did my sprints at uh, level eight. I said, don't, don't do them at level eight. <laughs> I mean, you know, you're trying to push and you're trying to go so far too fast. You, yeah, yeah, you, yeah, you got to yeah. make sure that you give your body and especially your brain all the oxygen it needs. It needs... You know, when you do running, I tell them, let's say when you start at a number four and only, oh, okay, let, let's say you train without the auto trainer and you start training with the auto trainer. Just put the screen on that comes with it. It's like one and a half, uh, it's uh, 15 millimeter. Now, when you feel, oh, it's the same as normally, okay, do screen number one. That's 14 millimeter. And every time when you start realizing, hey, I get the same amount of air in that I had without the auto trainer. That's the moment that you can go to the next level because that means that your respiratory system now is stronger and then it, it found a way to pull the same amount of air in. But some guys, they go right away from screen three till seven. I go, man, make sure that you, that you keep your mind busy because you don't want to slow down because the, the workouts become less productive. And that's what they do now with the high altitude training. A lot of these Olympians, they train at sea level, but they have a high altitude home at sea level. And so they they train at sea level, so they get all the all the benefit, the the, the, the complete oxygen, especially in, in a sport where you have to think, you know. And then right, right. they live in that home, and then hopefully that's going to spark the red blood cell count in the, in their bodies. Yeah, I think when you slow down dramatically, that's a bad sign that you've gone up too far. So if yep. you're running full out and it looks like you're jogging to anyone walking by you know, because you're about to black out because you can't suck you get enough oxygen. Yeah, that's taking it. I've, I've, I've made that mistake myself. I was kind of laughing when you brought that up because I was level five, six. I was like, huh, I wonder what 11, 11, level 11 would feel like. And it didn't feel good. <laughs> so I went back down. I went back down. Now I've worked back up to it and I feel pretty good. But I, I cycle it. So if, if I do level 11, one sprinting workout, the next one, I'll probably go back down to six or seven. So it's not just – I'm not just chasing the numbers, in other words. Exactly. That's the thing. I said use the number. Every camp works. And, uh, you know, like you said, if it's a monotone sport like a running or cycling, you know, unless, of course, you start taking sprints. Once you start taking sprints, you're going to need a, a bigger screen. I guarantee you that. Yeah. You know, yeah. so, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, watch watch out with that baby steps. I wrote this many times on my website. I said, guys, baby steps is the trick here. It makes you the strongest and, uh, and it will make everything stronger and better. You know how most guys are, though, right? They'll get the go device. Big, go big or go home. They'll, yeah. they'll probably start with level five. Like, I don't want to start with level one. They'll start yeah. with level five. And then they're, that, that, they're having a hard time at level five. And then, then they think it's a good idea to go to level 10 at the next workout. <laughs> so. and, then when it, and then when it can't get to level 10, like, you know what, man? That thing didn't work. <laughs> you know, I, I saw a guy at the gym the other day. I mean, he was trying to squat four plates, and he barely – did a rep with 365, and then I saw him put it four plates on. I go, that's not a good idea, man. You barely got 365, so why would you think it's a good idea to add 40 pounds to the bar? And he didn't have a spotter, but I made a point of just keeping an eye on him because just I realized I may, ha I may have to run over there. I didn't have to run over there because he had safety pins on, and that's what happened. The bar, the bar went to the safety pin so fast that he couldn't even control the descent. And I'm like, what are you doing, man? I mean, you're not – you're not. Not only are you not demonstrating strength, you're certainly not building it. You know? It's so funny. You know, someone just posted this the other day. They were saying that you know, 35 plates are like the worst invention ever. But then this is that guy right that you're just speaking of probably thinks the exact same way. They think like, okay, I'm going to go from three 
you know, those are six plates, then I'm going to go automatically to eight plates. Automatically, just 45, 45, 45, and realize, look, man, those those half-pound, five-pound, 10-pound, 25-pound, and 35-pound plates are there for a reason. Okay, yeah. it's, called, it's called progression. Okay, you just don't hop right on up to the next set of 45 yeah, plates. Honestly, right one-pound plates would, should be in more gyms. Honestly, those <laughs> exactly. micro plates. Yeah, Because yeah. I mean, if, you, if you could add two pounds, let's say you, you're deadlifting and you hit 525 for a double and it's hard, Going to 530 is five pounds more is going to make a difference when you're getting close to your maximum effort. Exactly. If you could just add a pound or two pounds, that would be great. You know, I said my, my, my daughter today started this training routine that her boyfriend is doing for 30 days. And I went with her to the gym if I could help out a little bit. It was just what I was doing before this. Uh-huh. <clears throat> and um, she wanted to do four sets of everything. I said, well, if you have a little bit of DNA in you for me, which you have. You know, I, I don't think it's a smart idea to go from zero to four sets of each. I say, why don't you do two sets? Otherwise, tomorrow you're going to be so in pain, you know, and, and, and you don't feel like training anymore. Keep it just two sets, and the next week you do three sets, and then four sets, and then you can do whatever you want to do. I said, but what do you have to do? What is there something that you need to look good for? No. I say, so why don't you take the time? You know, when I explained the story about these men and women, and I have so much – uh, you know, I, I think it's so unbelievable what they do. You know, these people are super overweight, like 400 pounds. And when you hear their stories and they run marathons now, you go, people see, oh, they run marathons now. You go, no, no, no. <laughs> they, started, they started walking down to the street. And then after 200 yards, they walked back up the street. That was their workout. Mm-hmm. And the next day they would do the same. And the third yeah, day they good. would go 100 yards further. And, and that's what they said. And suddenly, suddenly you can walk two miles, just simply walk. And then you start jogging right. two miles. And, and every time it's baby steps. And I told her also, I say, if you want to look great and feel great, why don't you give it three months instead of a month? What do you got to do? You got your whole life in front of you. Right. You're 18 right. years old. I mean, you could change <laughs> three months, you know? But you know what the problem is, Buzz? When you're, when you're 18, three months is a long time because when you're, when you're 18 and you think about four years, like four years ago, man, I was 14. But I mean, when, when you're 40, four years is nothing. Exactly. That's, like if someone told me, hey, look, this is your goal. It's going to take about four years for you to get there. I would say, great. I can handle that. But when I was 14, if somebody told me it would man. take four years to do anything, I'd be like, oh, man, forget it. <laughs> <laughs> it's really – the way I trained also when I, was, um, uh, when I was competing, I did this crazy workout. I did 15 one-minute rounds on a bag. And people, when they would come, this is like 10 weeks out of, to a fight. And I would do this three times a week. It's extremely hard. Now, you got to understand the, the one minute I do – Every punch is there to try to go through the back. Right. So there's no jabs. There's no nothing. Every punch is a 100% punch, not 99. Mm. But you do only one minute. And people go, oh, that's, that's easy. I say, well, this is actually already very hard. I said, but the next week, I do one minute at five seconds. And then I take 55 seconds rest instead of a minute. Mm. And a week later, I go to one minute and 10 seconds with 50 seconds rest. So every time I increase five seconds and I take five seconds away from my rest time, I said, slowly but surely, you teach your body how to throw out a lot of power in a short amount of time. If I right away go to the, because my goal is, of course, at the end, one and a half minute rounds, full blast with a 30 second break. I say, once you are there, you know, you, you, you're in an unbelievable shape. But if I do that same routine, if I try to get to one and a half minutes within three weeks, I overtrain myself. Yeah. There's no way that the body can handle that, but gradually, slowly but surely building up to it, five seconds each week. And it doesn't seem like a lot, but it is a lot, you know, yeah. Yeah. but that's the trick. That's the way to do it. It's such an important concept that, that the patience as well as just 
not feeling you have to rush things, being in such a hurry. Even with weight loss, if someone just lost a pound a month, you know, 12 pounds is not insignificant. I mean, you may, if you have 20 pounds to lose and you lose 12 and you lose it so gradually, your body's going to adapt each time so that you can keep it off rather than losing 12 pounds in 40 days and then your body just revolts and now you've gained back the 12 plus it, an extra it brought 12. a friend yeah it brought <laughs> yeah, some friends yeah, exactly <laughs> but yeah i think that's where the problem right there because the fact is so many people can gain 12 pounds like it's nothing you know you can go and just have a very crazy spring break you know in vegas week, for a weekend exactly it's easy. <laughs> like oh man i put on i did that cruise i put on 12 pounds on that cruise last week so they expect to get rid of that 12 pounds in another week it's like no that took work trust me there were some things in reserve way Waiting to be set free before you took that cruise, and then the cruise just pretty much got the got the key, and just pretty much they had a prison revolt, and that's what happened with all the fat, man. It's like it's a bad episode of Oz going on inside your body, man. That's what's happening. No, but but people are so impatient, and as people in the training world, every, everybody, people, we have, we come across people that have been out of shape, they feel like crap, their hormonal system is a train wreck, and it's been that way for a decade, and then they ask you, can you turn this whole thing around in a month or two? I go, no. Of course not. Are you kidding me? You'd be lucky if you turn this around in a year. Oh, you've <laughs> you've led this unhealthy lifestyle for ten years. You've ran yourself into the ground. You're not going to just turn that around in a couple weeks. My, yeah, my last name yeah. is Hogan, not Houdini, man. Okay. Did you send me that testosterone booster? Well, that was you, right? Yes, it, it was. Yeah. I love it. Oh, you do good. Good. Yeah, I, was, I, I wasn't gonna. I was like, I don't know if I should ask him about it because he might say because he's an honest guy. He'll be like, that stuff sucked. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> no good. I'm glad you liked it. <laughs> I really feel that. I'm not kidding. good. Good. Yeah. Good. I'll have to get a testimonial from you because that's uh, that's the kind of thing that'll make my day. <laughs> Just write me an email so I won't forget. No, that's great, man. Did you? I, I think I sent you. Did I send you a bottle or two bottles? Because I'll, I'll get some more. You sent me also the uh, what is the other it's one? Probably the... Restorezyme and yeah, 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 that one. Yeah, that's the one I thought would help you just with some of your injuries and so forth. But that that you may have to take a really high dose, fifteen caps or more per day, to oh, really wow. get the. Yeah, yeah. So sometimes when. So I know I know a guy who takes 30 caps a day, which sounds ridiculously high, but this guy is in such pain without it that he he said he would take the whole bottle every day if he had to. And I'm not recommending everybody take 30 caps. I'm just giving you an example of there's an activation dose that's unique for each person. I found that when I first started taking it, I would go up as high as 15 caps during hard training phases. Now I don't have to take anywhere near that much because I don't have inflammation. I don't have that much inflammation in my body anymore. So now I find that four to eight caps per day is perfect, even when I'm training hard. That's so it's interesting right now, right about four, man, because when I was doing kettlebell sport, I had to take that 15 a day, man, just to just get to the next training day. So <laughs> it's so brutal on the body. So, yeah. Yeah, I'll get some more of the testosterone booster out to you. It's just that's that's my best selling product. Everybody loves that. I have a very low non-responder rate. The testimonials are incredible. Actually, our guest last week, Ben Greenfield, is a huge fan of it, and he just mentioned it on his podcast. And his whole I think his whole following came over to my website <laughs> and bought it because he must have he must have given a nice testimonial. But that's cool, man. I'm glad that worked out for you. I'll send some more to you. Yeah, you know, if it works, it works, man. And uh, and and once you feel it, really feel it, you go like, wow, that's uh, it's a pretty amazing thing. So now I know also I can take more of the other ones. I, I was very careful with that, you know, it's just like two. Yeah, and- yeah. The restores them systemic enzymes, which our body naturally makes. And as we get older and as we go through more wear and tear, we don't produce as much, which is why we don't recover. One of the reasons why we don't recover as well as we used to when we were younger. So what those things do is basically just restore the enzymes in your body so you have a surplus of them to eat up inflammation. You know, it's way more effective than fish oil, essential fatty acids. Systemic enzymes are the most powerful 
anti-inflammatory product you can take, natural one. It's just it, when you find the activation dose, you know it. You're like, whoa. Like I'm not sore from that, and you just wake up and your body feels loose and nice. You're not tight, you're not beat up. When I do really heavy deadlifts, well, I mean now my technique is so much better, so that's obviously another factor. But it's also the fact that I take things like that, you know, that, that I can still train really heavy as I get older. Oh, I got to do right because I just started working out again because I was sick as a dog for two and a half weeks. Some crazy flu we had going on here. Everybody was in the hospital. It was the wildest thing. Wow. <clears throat> so I started training yesterday. And I feel everything. It's so, so tight. And it was just yeah. tight by the boss with the workout, you know, yeah. and, and I go, oh, I'm not going to get in pain from that, but uh, I was wrong. So uh, I'm, I'm sure I have some left because I was very careful with that. No, I'll get more out to you. I'll get more. I'll get more out to you so you can take a higher amount. I'll get three to five bottles out to you so you can really experiment with it. No doubt. Now, well, now, I think it's interesting. Go ahead. No, about to, I think we're about to go in the same direction here. But since we're talking about <laughs> recovery here and, yeah. and, and, you know, pretty much and we're talking about testosterone and things like that. Boss, let's talk about what's going on in MMA right now with all the big hype on the, the random drug testing now, especially with the UFC, you know, really making such a big what to do about it now and how they're going to step up their game with this. And also, especially on the heels of what happened with Anderson Silva and, and Nick Diaz, you know, what, like, what's your opinion, man? Do you think it's like too little too late or is this more about, look, you know, we're, we're going to support you guys doing this until you get busted. And then we're going to pretty much, yeah, we're going to have to throw you under the bus, kind of like what the NFL does with a lot of its players. <laughs> so how do you feel? about this man i've been saying this for a long time i'm 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 super against it in the in in this sport it's not a sport in any other sport you know i say this is a sport also where you can really hurt somebody you know if if somebody has way more power than you with it it's it's just a very dangerous thing now i've been black i did not my whole career i haven't done nothing in my fighting career never done anything like actually right now I'm, I got uh, I have testosterone right now for my neck injury. They thought it was a good idea, but I all do this through a doctor. You know, but in my fighting career, I never ever did anything. And I started at 28. So it's not like I was a puppy going in and I didn't need it. That means if I don't need it, nobody needs it. You know, you, you can literally, and sure, there's people with higher testosterone levels. I understand that. But it simply doesn't belong in this in this sport. I truly believe it doesn't. I think also it's a, it's a cheap way. It's also, what, what if you become a, 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 a title holder, you know, and you look at yourself in the mirror while you're brushing your teeth? You didn't do that yourself. Yeah, you fixed it. And get it out. Get it out. I, I did this uh, rant that I had on Inside MMA about, uh, especially because after the last one with Dennis and Silva, you know, I go, you know, if you can't do it, get, get out of this sport, man. I mean, you're yeah, really polluting yeah. the sport right now. It, it's, it's really unnecessary. Um, if you do have an injury, and I always said this for the last six years as well on the show, I say I can understand. Like if you have a big injury and uh, and the doctor says, okay, you're going to be out for a year. It's bad. You know, if I'm going to give you some testosterone or maybe a knee injury, you got DECA doable and whatever. And he says, then you're probably going to fight again in six months. I say, take it. It's your profession. Take it. Bring yourself back to the level. Just make sure that crap is out of your system once you start competing again. That's the only right. thing I'm saying. So it's not like I'm against it. You know, you have these power lifters and everything. Listen, we know. And bodybuilders, you know, these big, huge guys. I was talking. I saw this guy doing 60 pounds. I just told my daughter that. I pointed out to the 60 pounds. He was doing flies like a... You know, the, the raises, the, sure, the sure. yeah, yeah. Exactly. Uh, lateral so, raises, yeah. raises, yeah, yeah. <laughs> How is that even possible? You know, you, <laughs> it's a bizarre weight. And, um, so you know, he's doing something. He's got to be doing something, but that's okay. You know, I'm okay with that. Just in a sport where you can really hurt somebody else. I think it's a very dangerous thing. 
I wonder where you. I wonder where we draw the line though with performance enhancers. For example, mm-hmm. my testosterone booster, where which I've had people that get a triple increase. I mean, it's all natural production. It's your brain and your testes are communicating better. But if someone has, let's say, a pretty low level of testosterone, and a UFC fighter is using that as an example now, and they get on something like my product line, and it takes them to a high normal, is that a problem? No, no, I don't think so, because they get that is the second test they always do. The first test is to see <clears throat> if 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 your levels are high. And that's why a lot of fighters don't ask for that second test, because oh, okay. the second test, they're going to tell you <laughs> if it's your own testosterone. I see. OK, see. So if 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 you have high testosterone levels and you've been using your product and the guy says, oh, you want to test level B, so go ahead, test level B, because then they know it's his own production. Right. And I don't see a problem with it, you know, but it's. You know that the, yeah, for sure you saw those uh, that documentary. I think it was bigger, stronger, faster. Oh yeah, yeah, that's a great documentary. Yeah. And also the way when they talk to Tiger Woods when he's got his uh, eyes done and now suddenly he has twenty fifteen vision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, that's that's kind of cheating also in a sport like that. You see, so yeah, it is where where you draw that line. Now, if you can boost it up with a natural product that you have, not with. Uh, AGH or something because that's where like Chael Sonnen got caught for you know yeah. because that will really bump it up also but then again they can see that then then I say no but like a natural product that does it that should be no problem I tell you what though the, the innovations that are around the corner because mm-hmm. I study a lot of people like Ray Kurzweil and a lot of these I'm really into the whole anti-aging movement and stem cell therapy nanobots there are things around the corner that are going to make what's out right now look like a joke so I, I don't know how they're going to be able to police that, if you will, when these things such as nanobots are put in your body, which just improve your endurance tenfold. And how do you, how would you detect these things? I don't know because, I mean, it's not out there right now, so it's not a problem. But the performance enhancers that are out there right now are going to make what people took 200 years ago. It's going to make it look like that where someone puts, I don't know, caffeine and and mixed it with sand or something, you know, before a workout, <laughs> because because these the perform because the desire to win is so strong and the pressure for an ex, for an athlete to to perform at the highest level is so high that there's just this is just the beginning of performance enhancement where more and more innovations are coming around the corner which are going to be way more powerful. Yeah, you got to keep one up, and you got to keep one up. I mean, let's look at how football players look back in 1970. You know, around yeah, exactly. that time, man. You know, and look at these guys and these guys who are these Hall of Famers. You look at them, even if you look at someone like Jim Brown who at his time he was built like a beast but you look at Jim Brown now he looks like he should be like on the his body back then now looks like he should probably be playing for the eighth grade team the JV team because they're <laughs> right. like freaking 13 year olds built like him and just as big and just as swole as he is this is like so now you got to wonder like, okay when do you stop stepping up the game because eventually you're not going to be able to be human 100% anymore because of again this what's driving all this is money you know, but the problem, the problem is I think is what boss brought up is that you, you, I mean, your performance is going up, but your ability to take punishment hasn't. So now you have this <laughs> yeah, really exactly. bad injury. I'm look at fo- look how many people are just getting serious head trauma in football yeah. and spinal injuries and major depression and the paraly- well, people are getting paralyzed. Well, the thing is, we, we say look at how many. Well, the thing is, there are not being there are not many being talked about because these organizations are trying to protect their brand. So you have people like the NFL; they don't want to talk about these things too much because that puts a black eye on who they are. Because like, what did you not know this was happening? And if you did, you allowed it to continue, and then they got to answer to these things. Yeah, every now and then there's an event where they just can't ignore. 
and then they have to talk about it. But the, for the most part, they're keeping these things hidden, you know, because again, it's, it's bad on the brand because again, these are corporations. You know, it's not like these are just like private businesses anymore. It's like you got shareholders and whatever. So they're going to do what's best for business, which sucks, you know, especially yeah. for the athlete. But the athlete also knows what he's getting into when he signs that contract. He's not just totally blind. So it's kind of like, it's, it's, it's bad on both parts. <laughs> Both sides are at fault. Well, I mean, the problem, and then and then the fans are also part of the problem yeah, exactly. because honestly, I, as much as I love the UFC and MMA, fighter safety is important to me because I don't want to kick back and enjoy an event, and then a couple years later, I see that guy retired and he's he's got serious depression and he's well, shit. I, I a, a major better. injury. I don't I don't want to support that. Well, you know? I don't want to watch someone die in the middle of a fight. I mean, you just had like this yeah, past yeah, week and and just this um this wrestling organization down in Mexico, I think it's um Luchador or whatever, and these guys go all out. But again, that's what the fans want. Where here's a guy that was wrestling last week and he died in the ring. You know, it just took one bump because these guys put their bodies on the line for the sake of entertainment. And if you're not doing it, the crowd's booing you. And we see that all the time in MMA. You know, let's just take this past weekend. You know, you had um, Damian Meyer fighting. He's not one of the most exciting fighters to a lot of fair weather UFC fans. But one of the reasons why he doesn't try to have that knockout power and try to beat someone to death. He was just he just quoted he just said this that he wants to show. Just the gentle side of you know jujitsu, where he's like, he's I, there, I love his fighting. He's not style. there to destroy his opponent. Yeah. He wants to actually win without compromising the life of his opponent, and that's yeah. what. And so it's very. That's what he said. This is what the. This is the gold in jujitsu compared to everything else, where it's all about the fist and trying to overpower each other. Whereas jujitsu is not about that. It's not out to destroy your your opponent like that. And, you know, so that's one thing I like about Damian Maia because to me that right there. That is what martial arts is truly about right there. That's yeah, what it's all about. That I can play devil's advocate here. I can mm-hmm. say from, or is it maybe because he never really could master the striking? <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that too. I like it. I would, you know, and this is the way to get out of it because, you know, you don't have to hurt your opponent. Well, hurt him to the body. If you're such a phenomenal striker, you know, you can also drop somebody with body shots. That doesn't work. Okay, take him down and then play that work. I think as a mixed martial artist, you should be able to – and don't get me wrong, man. I've been always screaming the rooftops from Damian Maia. I mean, he's an unbelievable fighter on the ground. He's he's one of the very best out there. But I think that as a mixed martial artist, you should be able to knock people out or submit them. Whatever opportunity, whatever the the opponent gives you, whatever mistakes he makes – you know, whether it's on the feet or on the ground, you should capitalize on that and finish him with that. That's what I think a mixed martial artist should be able to do. Well, that's why John Jones is so exciting. I, I love watching John Jones fight because he always finds different ways to win, and he's so versatile and he's got so many tools. I mean, that that Daniel Cormier fight was incredible. Yeah, and a lot of a lot of people thought that Daniel Cormier was just going to pick him up and throw him around like he did Dan Henderson, and then when Cormier tried to do it in the first round, even Cormier said in a post fight interview, he goes, "He just he feels so heavy and strong, and he's got these he's got these leverage advantages. It was very difficult to get a hold of him and do anything." Yeah, no, he's an uh, he's a special athlete for sure, and he finishes people by knockout and by submission. See, I I enjoyed it. It's like an Anthony yeah. Pettis. I like that with him also, you know, although he lost now, but still, he's a guy who is like equal wins by submission, equal wins by, by knockout. You know, yeah. I, I think that it's cool because that's what mixed martial arts is all about. Yeah, he lost yeah. a tough fight, but what's, what's kind of, I mean, he it's not, it. it's not surprising, but well, yeah, yeah, I think he needed that too. I agree with you, Sincere, but I also, 
it's, it's this is when all the armchair experts come out and go, well, see, I, I didn't think he was that good anyway, and this just proves that's like, oh, shut up, man. Like, really? Chill. Have, you, have you did you watch all those other fights prior to that last one? When someone says I don't think he was that good, are you serious, right now? Did you? Well, I mean, everybody fought? just because I mean, everybody loses at some point, and that right. it's it's. He, I mean, frankly, he la- he took a beating. And he lasted all five rounds. That's right. the other thing is Dos Anjos <laughs> couldn't finish him as well as Dos Anjos was doing. He was in there the whole time. It's not like he ever gave up. There were many times where Pettis could have just gave up and let him submit him or choke him out. He was and, and he was in there was fighting sus- the whole time. Yeah, even his eye was suspect, you know, after that first round. So just you know, so he still had that heart of a champion. But sometimes, you know, some you, you're not going to win them all. But at the right. same time, in 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 defeat, I think if you learn something, you still won. You know, that's the thing about it. I mean, people always overlooked it. Like, man, he owned him for like five, you know, four straight rounds, five straight rounds. I'm like, well, here's the thing. If he owned him, it wouldn't have been five straight rounds. Here's the thing about it. It would have yeah. ended in that first minute. Ronda Rousey owns people in the first round. Yeah. <laughs> right. She owns them and takes their arms home to put them on a trophy mantle. Okay. That's how you get, that's how you own people. Yeah. She, she's something <laughs> special. And boss, do you think, you, boss, do you ever think they're going to make that cyborg Rousey fight happen? Yeah, 100%. Me too. They have to. It has to. It's like Pacquiao and Mayweather. It has to happen, man. No, it has to happen. And it's also, it has to happen now. It has to happen yes. fast. Yes. And, and I think that's why Invicta, because Invicta is a UFC fight pass, you know, they have a close uh, relationship together. Well, actually, yes, the yes. UFC took the whole 135-pound weight class from Invicta. You know, they know each other very well. And that's why they put the Invicta show the day before the UFC right. with the headline of Cyborg. Mm-hmm. And then the next day, the headline of Rousey. It was all a setup, I guarantee you. Absolutely. Oh, Dana White was ringside oh, for that on. Cyborg fight, too. Yeah. Once, once Cyborg <laughs> knocked out her opponent, he's, he had this big smile on his face as he's walking out. It's like, yeah, you know what's going he's on. Like, your time is yep. coming. Just be patient. That's all it is. That's his favorite phrase. Just well, patient. I mean, they don't, they don't want Cyborg to be Ronda. Let's be honest. Oh, because Ronda's ex- <laughs> yeah, she's extremely marketable. And, and she Cyborg. Was on the view. She was on The View yesterday. Now, can we, do we really want to see Cyborg on The View? She might end up knocking those <laughs> ladies out. Because if they say one thing stupid to her, you know, she might go crazy on one of them. Oh, well, so Ronda too. Ronda too. Ronda has, you know, when you hear those stories in the, uh, what is it, the theater? What yeah, the movie oh, theater yeah. for? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just throws the guy, boom, 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 you know, I mean. <laughs> She's uh she's an animal man and yeah. that guys uh, like her she's she's cute but she's also she she says what we really want to say she has no filter <laughs> right. whatsoever and then on top of that well she can back it up there's nobody who can say anything about her. She's the very best. No, what, what 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 can you say about her? I mean, just look at all of her fights. The, the toughest fight she had was Misha Tate, and it's not like she lost any of those rounds. It went three rounds, but she didn't lose any of those rounds. No, exactly. Yep. <laughs> I mean, you yeah, she's that. something, man. That's the same as Jones. She like Jones right now, and 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 she's those are the two that are they're gonna be very hard to beat. What do you what do you think about Johnson versus Jones? What do you think about that fight? I think it's uh, Johnson can beat him, but yeah. he, he needs to connect. Yeah, and, and, yeah. And the, Johnson has that power that he only needs to connect once, and he could change the whole fight. That it could yeah. be the fight. But you know, can he connect? Because I guarantee you, the game planning that goes on at the uh, Winkle John there, yeah. at, uh, oh, yeah. Jackson's yeah. MMA, it's a lot of you know. He's got his reach. He's got the longest reach in MMA. Also, John Jones, so he's going to keep him on the outside the whole time. It's the same what Gustafsson did. Gustafsson just made a mistake by kicking him to the face and missing. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. as soon as he missed, Johnson took the, closed the distance and he knocked him. You yeah. know, now, if it would have been a front kick to the body, you know, it's a bigger target. It's, 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 you, you can push him away there. Mm-hmm. To the face, it's a dangerous thing to do, especially against the guy with uh, one-punch knockout power. Yeah, buddy. 
Yeah, that, I, I agree. It's, it's 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 Jones's reach is such a is such a hard thing to train for. And then you can everyone can bring in all the different kind of sparring opponents and so forth, sparring partners. But when all, every guy has said the same thing, when you're in the ring with John, it's all bets are up. It's a, you, people just get mystified because you've never experienced anything like that exactly. before. Like people like Glover Sashera. Yeah, you're not gonna bring someone that creative in during your training, <laughs> right. you know, because right. this dude just sitting around. You kind of see it on his face sometimes. It's almost like he's calculating his mind, like, hmm, I think I'm gonna try it. Even in the in the press interviews, it's like he's kind of looking like, okay, I think the more the guy's talking, it's like Jones going, okay, since he said that, I think I'll try this. I'm thinking like he likes to mess with people, man. Oh my that, gosh. Like, like like when he purposely like when he purposely punched Cormier in the belly. <laughs> I mean, that was he's like, here you go, fat boy. Boom, you know, <laughs> he just does stuff where he likes to mess He's with people and, head, and he wants you to know that he can do whatever he wants. And that's got to be really hard after after the first round of well, I was like, man, this guy's doing whatever he wants to do. I've never experienced this before. Like Cheryl Sonnen said that he, he he couldn't get out of that fight fast enough. Like after he locked up with them, he's like, OK, this was a bad idea. Which is like Rashad. Rashad was like, I, I was just mesmerized by, by the hand. He just kept putting the hand in my face and I just couldn't take my eyes off of it's just and, and it's just so crazy. Little things like that. And it's like it's very calculated. It's not accidents when he do, he does things like that. And it's just he kept that hand in his face, and you see Rashad just couldn't just couldn't take his eyes off because he's probably thinking like, okay, I don't want to get an eye poke or something like that. But while he's staring at that hand, he's catching elbows on the other side of his face. It's like, <laughs> right. you, you need to look at that elbow that's coming over there from that right side, buddy. So it's just the dude. Wait, the guy like Jones <clears throat> is you got to be in his face just like Rafael dos Anjos did. Against Pettis, you right, know, right, he right. looked at Clayton right. fight against Pettis. Yes, push, yes. push, 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 commitment, a lot of stamina. You know, mm-hmm. this is how Velasquez wins pretty much all his fights. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Very hard to fight a guy with. Here we go again, stamina, exactly. right? Who just can keep on pushing and coming. And and Jones, because if we look back at boxing, for instance, and we look mm-hmm. at Mike Tyson and all his opponents. All of his opponents were taller than him yep. and had a better reach. But he just came, you like know, and he, co- <laughs> and he connects. And, yeah. and that's what Johnson needs to do. Johnson needs to focus now. We should send him an to trainer. <laughs> <laughs> stamina, stamina, stamina. And yeah. push, 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 push the fight. You cannot leave him on the outside. He's going to pick you apart. It's kind of like right. what Vitor did with him. It's just kind of like he was just he wasn't expecting that. It's like, okay, this dude is on me like a rabid dog. And, you know, and I think, man, it's just, again, but with Vitor, it's just like, which Vitor ever shows up? That's what you always have to worry about. When that's it comes the thing. Him. Vitor always had him, yeah. though, right? The arm bar. Yeah. That's al- almost thing. had him. Yeah. Yeah. That was so close. <laughs> yeah. He it was, was a wake-up real- call, <laughs> you know. Yeah, that's that was a good thing for Jones also that he came out of it because now he will probably never get caught there again because right. he, yeah. he works on your work on your weaknesses, right? Yeah. Well, that's the thing about Jones is that he's such a young guy and it's and he's he's still fairly new to this whole thing. So his his evolution rate is so good and even people that have fought him in the past, they're like, "Okay, I, if I get a rematch, I'll do this differently." But it's not going to be the same guy in the yep. rematch. He's going to no. he's evolving he's, at a much rap, more rapid rate than you are. <laughs> and it's always these so, guys who've been in the industry for a minute now. So it's like, okay, are you still evolving at this point? You're 35, you're 37, you're 40, you're 43. How much more can you evolve at this point? So it's just like like you just said, Mike, this guy's he's still still up and coming in this thing, believe it or not, which is scary. Which is yep. freaking scary. <laughs> I mean, Ronda Rousey too. I mean, she's yeah. obviously been doing some kind of combative element since she was a young child, but in terms of MMA, she's she's only been around for a few years, right? And that's why it's she's better every I mean she's even if she just wanted the plateau, she's still gonna win. But she comes in better each time, which is why someone like Kat Sigana, which everyone thought would give her a run for her money, didn't last fourteen seconds. No. <laughs> yeah, that's what Cyborg now. Cyborg like two years ago, that would have been a much harder fight for Ronda. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. 
pushing that because she was 145 at the time. Yeah, but, yeah. No, but now, now she becomes a whole different animal. Now she and the footwork, you know, I got to give it to Edmund, yeah. uh, her coach. He did really good work, and I said this right away from the beginning. You know, she stepped one time, uh, three times forward. I think it was against Kaufman with three jabs, pop, 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 and she hit all these three jabs. And I said, just the footwork on that, the open close, open close. Yep. The way she did that, I go, wow. And I asked her, I say, your footwork is really well. She said, well, that's pretty much. I didn't throw a punch for like a year almost. She said. It was only footwork, footwork, footwork. It's all you can tell. You know, she's got a foot setting right. And I hear in training, she likes our big people, like even even boxers who come in, like high-level female boxers, that she drops. Yeah. And again, that can, something can be said about patience right there. Just like I said, she went a whole year without throwing a punch. You know, you know, I mean, guys will probably get so pissed off if they go into training camp and the coaches tell them, like, all right, we're not punching for a year. We're just going to work on your footwork. He'll probably change camps <laughs> in a heartbeat. You know, it's, it's like saying, I, I do this too. I had this guy coming in and he wanted me to look at him. And he was going to stay there for like uh, two or three months in our gym. And he says, okay, don't hold anything back. He says, I want you to, to give me anything. I said, okay, I'll give you a... So, so after, the, after the sparring session, the training session, I said, okay, this is... A, I said, first of all, there's a lot. I said, but I'm going to say one thing. If you make a low kick, you always step with your left foot. If you make a right low kick, you step with your left foot in between his legs, and then you make a right low kick. You kind of take the power away from it. What you need to do is step to the left, and then because you can drive the low kick through the target. That, that's, that's the thing I want you to do. Work on that, and then the next time, once you fix this, you know, then, then we work on the, the other things that I saw. And uh, six weeks later, he's coming, he says, why... Well, you know, well, why don't you give me the other things? I said, well, you're still not doing what I told you to do. That's just one simple thing. Why do you think I never gave you all the other things? Now I, I gave you one, and apparently that was already too much because you didn't pay attention to it right. and you didn't fix it. If I see a, a, a guy in my class who fixes right away when I tell him something, obviously this guy always gets a little bit more attention, you know, and I try in my classes. Th this was a pro. You know, so I, with him, I have no tolerance. Once they don't do it, okay, you don't really want to fight because if somebody would tell me this, I would work on that thing and I, the next time I saw him, I would guarantee you it would be fixed because that's just the way I am. You know, in a class with students who don't want to fight, I give them about 10 shots. And then I really like the last three, I'm going to say every time, if you're not going to fix this, I won't bother you anymore. And you have <laughs> But you want to be better, but you're not fixing the problem that I'm telling you to do. Just do this. I'll give you one, one, one thing. It's not like I give you five things, one little thing, you know, and some of them, they don't change. And then I back down and I focus more on other people. Then it's like, okay, after 10 times, you know, it, I mean, come on, you pay money for this. <laughs> you want to learn, right? So yeah. as a student, I prefer what you're talking about as an yeah. instructor, because I've taken Muay Thai classes before where they're, I'm, they're teaching me eight moves in an hour. And then the next week we're working on more moves. Like I haven't even, I haven't even mastered two out of the eight from right. last week. And now we're going to do more. I go, we could just spend the next eight sessions working on elbows and, I'm, and I'll just start getting the basics down. So I, I, actually, I actually prefer the teaching style you're just talking about. You know, my classes are, it's, uh, and I tell the people because, uh, the, but I have even pros coming in and, and they take my classes because it's all fundamentals. I say, you're not going to see spinnings, flying kicks, this, blah, blah, No, everything is fundamentals. Your feet are on the ground at the moment of impact. You know, you push off on your back foot with straight punches, left and right. The power comes from your back foot. You know, all these things to, to create the best foot setting. 
and to make sure that you hit the hardest. And then people say, oh, yeah, but Buzz never throws jabs. Of course I throw jabs. I'm just focusing right now on your fundamentals. And if they're perfect, man, you can stop playing whatever you want to do. But if you start hitting – when I do the workout, when I look in the mirror, it's the only thing I'm focusing on. Do I rotate my upper body? I'm, I'm checking myself till this day every time. Do I rotate my upper body with every punch I make? So if I make two left hooks, that means I got to rotate my upper body twice yeah. all the way. Yeah. And if I punch, are my feet on the ground? Do I punch off my jabs and my, my straight punches with my back foot? I constantly focus on that. Look at the Mike Tyson. The Mike Tyson, that when you see him, I got goosebumps now, when, because when you see him uh, uh, training shadow boxing, it is so perfect. You know, it is so, you can Oh, pass. absolutely. Yeah. It gives it three left hooks, like a left uppercut, left hook, and a liver shot. It's beautiful. You know, his rotation, his upper body flips. It's like complete rotation every every punch he makes. With him only, it goes so fast. Yeah, pop, pop, pop. it's amazing. Yeah, I mean, man. did you see did you see that clip where he was showing Johnny Hendricks some punching technique? It was he had, he had a he had a documentary on some channel for a while. It's on Hulu for anyone yeah, who's yeah. listening who wants to check it out. So if you have Roku, you want to check out Hulu. You can probably find it on YouTube. But there's an episode where Mike Tyson goes to Johnny Hendricks' camp when he was preparing for the GSP fight, and he showed him. Some moves, just some different boxing strikes and how he works around the body. I had to rewind it and watch it a couple of it's times. Like you hear the he was wind. so fat. You hear the yeah. wind when he's punching. <laughs> and they were, I mean, you could just look at Johnny Hendricks' face. He was totally <laughs> mystified. He's like, wow. He's like, that's incredible. And now you're watching it on TV. So I guarantee you it was way faster in person. For those, anyone who was in the room who saw that must have just been blown away. But like you said, boss, it was so crisp. He was moving so well. I was like, wow, he, he still has it. Well, he yeah, still has that it. takes it back to what Bruce Lee said. I'm just going to paraphrase it. Like, you know, he fears the man that has trained. You know, he doesn't fear the man that's trained 10,000 moves one time. It's the man that's trained one move 10,000 times that he fears, man. So that's, that's the, the thing about it. Yeah, that's it. And that's why I always did those things. Like when I go to a fight or students go to a fight, I teach them three attack combinations mm-hmm. uh, while just no, in normal stance. Three only from the clinch. And, and then there's one move, like as soon as the opponent's back hits the wall uh, or the fence, this is what you do. You know, like one combination. Don't get too crowded with these new guys. I saw I saw co- <laughs> coaches in the dressing room before the fight. They tell them what, the, the amount of information they gave to their to their student is just bizarre. Goes, okay, so remember this. And you got to do this and this. But straight punch, push up. And if the guy counters, you block. You remember, don't go back with left hook, but come back with left hook. And when he gives you a liver kick, you go, and I go, good. This guy doesn't even remember the first thing that he said anymore. It's too much. Just keep it simple, simple, simple. Simplicity always works. Yes. Yeah, you can you can never overdo the basics. That's so true. And even when I teach my kettlebell seminars early in my career, I was learning so much, so you just you just couldn't wait to teach it. But that doesn't mean that you should be teaching it. <laughs> right. And I would I would be teaching twenty different moves in three hours, and people are just their brain is fried. And now it's usually five or six moves out of six hours because I want people to get those basic moves, and then they can move on to those more complex moves, likely on their own if they have the basics down. But on the flip note That's of that, it. you have to deal with those clients who like. Well, I want to learn more. I want to learn more because they're into this whole muscle confusion business when it comes to our, our world. You know, there's like, well, we've been doing, we've been working on squats and hinging my hips and all this other stuff for the last three weeks. Well, until you master it, we're going to keep working on it because if you can't, if you can't get this down, anything else I'm going to teach you is going to go to crap. You're going to hurt yourself. 
you know, because so we need to work on these things right now because this is going to be your insurance policy. This is your foundation. And I think a lot of coaches don't translate that to the client. And if the client still doesn't want to do that, just like you said, boss, like, okay, what are you paying for? Okay, you need to go (laughs) because, you know, we're not working on that one thing I've been trying to teach you at this point and you still have not mastered that yet. So let's not even talk about, oh, how do I start doing plyo, you know, push-ups or plyo squats, you know, things like jump squats and all this other stuff when you can't basically sit down and stand up properly. So. No, that's exactly. I, I I've been I stopped teaching in Beverly Hills a while ago because I had to drive for it, and 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 that was the reason. I just started at the end. I started shouting at the class. I said, "Why are you here?" Our <laughs> last week is the only thing we worked on. What do you do when you walk out? It's like you you throw it out of your brain because what I'm teaching you right now is exactly the same move as I did last week, and you have no clue what goes on. You know, like with me. Again, with me, I brought always a notebook, and that's what I like. Mm-hmm. You know, when I go to a class, and I would like I was training in Japan for a month, you know, and training with all these guys, and they don't, they're not going to teach you all the all the stuff because they, mm-hmm. you know, you're going to use it against them. But I would look around while I was rolling with guys, and I would see a move, put it in my head, and on my way back to the hotel in the in the subway, I would start writing everything down that I saw, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm focusing and I bring it to the gym, and and that's why I always enjoy when I do seminars and people walk in with a notebook. I go, okay, these are the smart guys because at seminars, and I tell them before, I say, if I want to teach you the way I always teach, you guys are going to get four moves in the next three hours. And I say, I know that you guys are going to be very disappointed. I said, but the reason is if I give you 15, what I'm probably going to do now, you're going to forget the first seven. I guarantee you that. But if you get a piece of paper right now and you start writing things down so you actually walk away from the seminar knowing stuff because you can go over it again. And sometimes when you write things down, you know, it's 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 in your brain. Yes, yes. absolutely. Well, most people now are probably just whip their smartphone out and start recording you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? and, exactly. And that's not the God. same thing. That's not the same thing by a long shot. That, that's actually kind of irritating when you're looking out in a group and everyone has their smartphone up. Well, it's recording. even worse when they have their tablet pointing at you like, why is that big slate? What is that in your hand? Why do you have a mini television pointing at me right now? What is this? Is this to say anything? Who are you right now? Like, I'm, I'm surprised people aren't bringing in tripods and just you know, <laughs> setting it up right now. But you're right, boss. When I go to when I, any conference I go to, I bring a notepad and I'm writing stuff down and when you're writing it down it's reinforcing it in your head because a lot of times you have to write it down in your own words because the speaker is moving fast so you actually have to think about what they're saying and determine the meaning and then jot it down that's it you know when I go to like uh, I I like these conferences where we come from and you know and uh, these are very intelligent people who talk you know where the planet when it started how it works all that stuff yeah yeah and I later I play the recording and I type it all out I put it always in files. I want to have, I want to work on it. I just don't want to listen at it. I just want to type it down or write it down because that helps tremendously. Yeah. I think writing is such an important thing to do, whether it's keeping a training journal or keeping records for your business or taking notes at a seminar. It's one of those art forms that is quickly going to the wayside because, well, it's because of smartphones and in this ADD society we're in right now where people feel like they can just record everything. People go to concerts. What are they doing? They're recording it the whole time. It's like, hey, guess what? If you're actually here watching it, you don't have to record it. Someone else is going to record it. So don't worry about <laughs> yeah, it. Just you, be patient. It's going to be on YouTube. You don't have to. Exactly. Trust exactly. Somebody's taking care of the job for you. I mean, I just saw that at Stevie Wonder last weekend. I'm just like, do y'all even understand? Like, can you just enjoy this? Because you're not going to get too many artists that can actually 
do this, like where they can actually sing, perform, and actually put on a good show. And just the history in itself when that man's on stage, why are you so focused on, oh, crap, man, to my, my, my camera, my phone's dying. Oh, man, I got to record this. I got to record this. Oh, I didn't get that picture. I didn't get that picture. I'm like, are you serious right now? You're missing worst half the thing, show dealing with your phone. The worst thing, they will never rewatch it. No, <laughs> yeah, they exactly. won't. It's <laughs> <laughs> to play with the kids. They yeah. all have the phones in front of your face so you can't see it. And my wife always says, just enjoy it, you know, because yeah. what are you going to do with it? You're going to send it to your parents over in Holland. That's what I do when I live here. But that's about it. It's not like you, you know, you're going to, the only way that I, and I just order always the DVD because then I have the DVD. And maybe if there's a thing that she did wrong, one of my girls, you know, I can use that when they get married to show her, the, you know, oh, you messed up right there, you know, like funny things. <laughs> but that will be the only time you would look at it or, or with your family one time. Right. But I guarantee you that's it. It's not like you're going to walk around, look at this play. You know, he's going to walk away from you. People do that all the time in Vegas where I live. They're taking photos of everything. I go, you guys aren't going to look at it. It's, well, you, it's not you know interesting now. Back, right? You know you're coming back, right? Pretty, <laughs> it's not like it's going to be probably your first and last time going to Vegas. You're going to be the, the, here again. How many more girls, pictures of the Bellagio fountain are you going to freaking take? I mean, there was, a, there was a girl taking a picture of a pizza on her plate to put up on Facebook. <laughs> 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 now, I mean, if there was something special about this pizza, fun, I could get it. But yeah, to Bobby me, it Flay, looked like. If Bobby Flay <laughs> made the pizza for you and took a picture of Bobby Flay as he was making the pizza, then. <laughs> yes, like, come on, you're at Domino's in Vegas. No, but, what do you do? No, but going, boss, going back to your point about teaching at Beverly Hills, I can tell you why all those people are there because you're teaching it, and now they get to go tell all their friends that they took a class with Boss Rutten. You know? Yeah, no, and, that, and that's exactly what I said also uh, to them. And I said, but what you're doing with that, you put me to shame. You, the people are going to think I suck as a teacher because <laughs> yeah, right now you suck as a student. Yeah. And yeah, right. I, my, my, strength, my strength coach, Mark Phillippe, whenever he saw someone with really bad technique at his gym, he'd be like, look, if anyone asks you, don't tell, don't tell them you train here. <laughs> yeah, it's an embarrassment, you know. It's, uh, it's embarrassing. <laughs> well, hey, man, we've kept you on for a while. Thank you so much for taking the time again and so much good information. And, and again, I just want to reemphasize to our listeners that the O2 trainer is legit. It's a great device. And where can people find out more information and, and purchase one? You know, it's o2trainer.com. This is also funny. You know, I get these people that go uh, on my Facebook and on Twitter and they say, hey, where can I get the o2trainer? I said, the magic of Google, dude. And, <laughs> oh, my God. I know. I can't believe it. I mean, I'm not surprised anyone asked you that. But that goes back to the Beverly Hills point is they're, they're asking you a question on Facebook. And if you answer personally, they're like, yeah, oh, boss, boss actually responded friend, to me. No, my friend, Boss Rutten, replied to me on Facebook. Also, yeah, exactly. friends now because you replied. <laughs> the thing. They just want to reply from you. I say, yeah, but then. If you want to reply to me, why don't you ask a, a real question that you're really curious about? I'm happy to answer it anyway. Yeah. You know, but the O2 trainer makes you kind of look stupid. You know, it's like, wow, O2 trainer, let's push that in. The, oh, Google, oh, there it is. If you, type so, that, if you type that question in Google, you would have had it and bought it by now. You know? or, or most of the time when you have a product and you put .com behind it, that will work too. <laughs> That's a good idea. I like that. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. O2Trainer.com. And then the, the new workout system you have, that's going to be – is that going to be an, an evolution from what you came out with before? And is that going to be available soon? Yeah, that's going to be available soon. It's, 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 goes, uh, it's a lot of hard work because people have no clue. You cannot repeat combination certain. And there's a lot of stuff that have to uh, – uh, that goes into it, but um, what also is going to come out is a, a Body Action System Pro, which is uh, – did, did you ever see those Body Action System things that I have also? It's, it's a yeah. really cool punching yeah. device. 
Now, oh yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, so, I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. So we we have uh, <clears throat> pretty much in any any gym where they have back classes, the back classes are always packed. You know, people love that workout, going from back for hitting the back and then do power train exercise, go back to the back. You know, conditioning, stamina. What's not to love? Everybody loves that. But a lot of people get hurt because they hit the back the wrong way. They're no pros. They hit it at an angle that they hurt their wrist or their knee or but you know people get injured and there's no real targets on the back either. You can't do uppercuts. You know, body shots. There's no targets for that. So the body action system has that, and, and and now a pro version is coming come out. And I guarantee you, when I go to a gym, it doesn't matter what what twenty four hour fitness golden gym gold, uh, goals, and I put ten of them there, and I had the head, of, I take the head of the gym. I say, I watch a class. I'm going to teach a class with ten of my students. When they see that and they realize, whoa, they cannot get injured. I think that is going to be an, um, a shot. Uh, it, it, to the goal that, that that's yeah. I think a lot of people because we made it in such a way that you only have to flip two things off and you can all they all fit in each other you can push them into each other so they all fit nicely on the side and you can wheel them out you don't have to put weights on them anymore you can wheel them out put them there and then you can start hitting doing conditioning with real targets that are shaped in the way you have to hit them also so it mm. forces you to hit the correct way as well and then together with that workout that of course is a golden combination nice Oh, that's very cool. Oh, final question, boss. CM Punk versus Joe Rogan. Who wins? <laughs> yeah, I got to go with uh, Joe. Still yeah, me, too, me too. Me too. Joe's pretty fierce. A lot of people don't know that. He's got so he's got he's pretty fierce, man. He's got some good skill sets. Joe did really high level Taekwondo. He's got yeah. great kicking and he, he knows how to box. <clears throat> yeah, his kicks are incredible. Really good on the ground. <laughs> Thanks a lot, boss. We really appreciate you coming on again, man. Hey, you guys do, man. You guys are awesome. Thank you very much. Thanks a lot. You have a great day. All right. You too. Take, Bye -bye. Care. Take care. And again, folks, that's Boss Rutten, co-host of Inside MMA. Get it right this time. And definitely check out that O2 Trainer. And like Boss said, you don't have to email us for the link. <laughs> just, just type in O2 Trainer in Google. You can go buy it now. You can go buy it in two minutes. Exactly. And uh, I mean, both sincere and I love it, man. I, I use that thing. Look, man, we took twice a, year. a week for my workout. Yeah, exactly. We, we both use it for a year. You know, we made a deal. We made a deal a year ago when we talked to Boss the first time. Mike and I right. both said, look, man, because Boss said, hey, I'm going to send you guys, send you both one and just tell me what you think. So Mike and I just said, look, man. We're going to take our time with it. We're not going to just sit there like, yeah, we got it. We like it. We're, we're going to try to hang <laughs> yeah. out for a while. And here's the thing. If it sucks, we're going to say it sucks. And if it's good, we're going to say it's damn good. But we're going to take our time with not, it. Not to boss's face. but <laughs> <we're> Exactly. <laughs> because I, I, I like the way I look right now. I've I, I become very accustomed to this space now the way it is. I, I, I would very respectfully decline you know, endorsing it. If it's like, you know what, boss? I mean, I, maybe it works for other people, but you know, I just yeah. didn't get anything out of it. Yeah, I, I, to my, yeah I would tread lightly because I've become – I like my liver, first of all. And I know Boss <laughs> loves to destroy livers. Okay, so also the fact that we're both still using it after years exactly. says a lot because you know you know how many training I have a whole oh. box full of training stuff that people have sent me over the years. Very few of those things have come out of that box. For, no, most of those you know, I give away years. to my clients. You know, it's just like, yeah. a thank you for being clients for so long. I, tend to I drop them off at the schools. I go to the schools <laughs> yeah, in North too. Vegas. Yeah, I'm man. like, hey guys, I know you guys need some equipment. Here <laughs> you go. Take your pick. That was the beauty when my kids were in elementary school because I was always donating stuff to their. PE classes because they weren't using them. I'm like, look, I'm giving you this equipment. Now you have to teach them something in PE. Don't have me just giving the stuff away. So, yeah, man, that was the beauty of all the extra stuff that I had. But, yeah, man, and not so much that we were just doing one thing in this past year. I've tried it with different things from doing long cycle kettlebell sport to doing box jumps with it, running sprints to, like, you know, doing sledgehammer swing sprints. 
all these different bed, things. Bedroom, man. midnight activities. Yeah, I mean, hey, man. You've tried everything. Get out that. of my business, partner. <laughs> now, it looks a little weird. My wife's kind of looking like, okay, I'm having sex with Darth Vader, but I'm just saying. <laughs> hey, you get your Sith Lord on in the bedroom, fellas. Just letting you know. <laughs> stamina, baby. Like Boss says, it's all about the guy with the most stamina. <laughs> no, but like, I mean, I, the, the thing I really like it the most is how it just it, it just reinforces optimal deep breathing yes. because those of us that are working hard, anytime you're working hard, you tend to go to into a shallow breathing state yep. because certain hormones are elevating adrenaline hormones, which automatically make you just go into that shallow breathing state. Yep. So what I like about the O2 trainer is that it's it. It's a constant reminder of how you should be breathing all the time. You, you get know, a deep good breathing through the diaphragm. You get a good relationship with that whole fight or flight thing when you do yeah, this, man. Yeah. And I always hear a lot of people, especially when they run, they're with my clients, they're always like, man, I got this cramp right here. I said, what is it, right there on that last rib? Yeah, I said, that's your diaphragm. I yeah. said, that's your diaphragm. Yeah. That, means you're, yeah. that means you're panic yeah. breathing. I said, that's now, if you point. actually, and that's why I have to tell them to start inhaling through their nose and slowly exhale through their mouth. I said, you need to quit huffing and puffing. I said, what's happening is every time you try to inhale, you're short breathing on the inhale. And it, like Boss was saying, you're raising your shoulders up, which is kind of almost feels like you like I said, you're being choked. It reminds you of being choked. It's like somebody's running behind you and trying to like just grab you from behind or something like that. So your body's thinking that you're in trouble. So you're never going to get an equalization of breath by doing it that way. So this is this really helps you calm down. Big time, man. So it's just so many yeah, benefits. It's, it's, in this. it's a fun device, man. Yeah. I, I'm gonna. I mean, I, I don't see myself ever stop using it. I mean, it's, no. just, it's part. Of, it's part of my routine now. Exactly. <laughs> Something works. It stays in my routine. I don't just throw it to the wayside for no reason. It's a good, yeah. it's a really good product. And in, in addition to the O2 trainer great being great, remember, folks, Boss Rutten said my testosterone booster is great. <laughs> All right, he didn't get paid to do that. I didn't ask him. I didn't even bring it up. He brought it up. All right. So remember, use that coupon code LLA to get ten percent off. Aggressive Strength Testosterone Booster, my estrogen control product, which I have a lot of women buying, by the way, who are loving it. It's helping them get rid of stubborn body fat. It's improving their mood. A lot of guys are using it as well because estrogen dominance is prolific. If you if you, if you you have a gut, you have estrogen dominance. If you have lower body fat, you have estrogen dominance. If you're fat, period, you have estrogen dominance. If, you don't you're, even crying, have to test me, if you're crying during sex in the city – you have estrogen dominance. If you're, if you're even wondering, you probably have it. <laughs> well, if you're even watching Sex in the yeah, City, I'm about to say that forget too. about crying, Dorian. <laughs> and so you get to use that coupon code for all my products, Restorezyme, Recovery Oil. My Hormone Optimization Lecture Series is now on there. You can use the coupon code for that. Videos, even my courses in Austria and Scotland, few spots left. They've, they have filled up. I'm happy to say they have both filled up very fast. So it's going to be – those are going to be some strong courses, especially Austria where I have – over 20 people per course, and not one person canceled. We always get these cancellations right before the 30-day mark where, yeah. where you don't take cancellations anymore. <laughs> and I'm, uh, Austria is probably the first course I've had in a long time where no one canceled, which means these are really serious people that are coming out, and you better believe I'm bringing my A++ game for that course. Can't wait. I think it's and how about with you, man? You know, well, quick comment on that. I think it's hilarious that you were <laughs> wait to that day before that 30th day kicks yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. It's, like, it's like they've been doing a countdown. It's like, first of all, calendar. I'm going to sign up, and I'm just going to sit here and wait. I'm just going to show them, like, look, I signed up, but also I need a refund. I mean, for, Scott, for Scotland, I had four come in like three days before that day. It's like, you guys, you guys send yourself email reminders for this? I mean, come on. It was funny how, like, it all came in the same day. I was like, what's going on here? Unfortunately, I had like three more people sign up right after that who didn't cancel. So, anyway, no one can cancel for either course now. That's over. We, we get in. past that 30 day mark. Forget. Once I buy my plane ticket to come it's out a, there, no, man. Wrap, <laughs> because you, you just helped me pay for that. You're not getting your money back. You know? 
<laughs> you think they're allowing more like, money? They're gonna get their I, money I, back. I think economy plus too. That shit ain't cheap. <laughs> oh man! That only yeah. stays five star hotels when I'm overseas. That's not just bother. <laughs> oh man! So yeah, folks. <laughs> so you use the same coupon code LLA over on NewWarriorTrain.com. Get ten percent off all my products over there. My ebook from the Wellness Code, man. You can get my weight management program, my weight management one on one program, my pour over coffee stands. Also, you can get my body retraining DVD and go ahead, cop that DVD, get the O2 trainer and put those two things together, man, and watch your training level go up. I guarantee it. All right. So there you go, folks. And also, big shout out to all our patrons on Patreon. That's patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash L-L-A podcast. Hey, in that box where it says one dollar, erase that. Don't be that guy. Don't be that girl. Start with $5, and then you want to add more, go for it. And that's how you help support the show and keep it going each and every month. Help us with operation costs, production costs, all that good stuff. Go over there right now. So, therefore, that's one way you can support the show. And another way you can support the show is hopping over to iTunes or Stitcher and dropping a review and leaving a testimony, just letting people know why you love this show and sharing it with everyone else. So, therefore, they can get on board with you. Sounds good, man. Yeah, absolutely. We've been getting quite a bit of support for our products and services and now more and more people are learning about patreon so just keep that coming in keep the reviews coming on itunes and stitcher and we'll keep the show coming that's right all right folks that's gonna do it for this week catch you on the next one take care